Time for Spotlight on KRWC. Our guest today, Adam Austin. Adam is uh, extension agent for the University of Minnesota, serving the Rhine County area. And Adam, good morning to you. Good morning, Tim. Good to have you aboard. We're going to kind of wrap up the uh, harvest season here a little bit and take a look at some yields and uh, a few other things on the page here, too. This has been really a quite a nice fall. Outside of a couple of showers, I'm sure uh, some of the farmers would have probably thought, well, this would be nice to have had some time in the summer, but uh, outside of that, it's been a pretty lovely October. Yeah, there's been some rain slowing us down here and there, but good morning, by the way, Tim. But uh, um, yeah, there's been some rain slowing us down, but, you know, obviously that water had a lot of places to go because there wasn't any water down in the soil, so it dries up pretty decent. Um, Some low spots may have filled up, but, you know, um, for the most part, it hasn't. I haven't been seeing too much mud being drug on the roads from any from any machines or anything. So, yeah, not too muddy of a harvest. And you know that warm weather has uh, really given us quite the fall here. We forget that we're almost in November. Uh, today maybe kind of looks like, uh, with the forecast being what it is, uh, kind of looks like uh, the uh, last real good day here for a few in front of the uh, the rain to get some more things done and. Uh, farmers, those that still have some things out there to to get in, have really been hitting it pretty hard here of late. Yeah, I mean, things actually, honest, honestly, I, I was expecting things to come off a little bit faster than they did. Um, and, you know, that's probably just my misjudgment. I think, you know, we had plenty of time and plenty of good weather to get it all off, so it's not like it's any sort of uh, any sort of concern at all. But, yeah, for these farmers that are, you know, a lot of a lot of people are scrambling to get those last acres harvested. Uh, a lot of tillage happening right now as well. So yeah, it looks like we got kind of some nasty weather coming up later this week. And uh, you know, obviously, I'm sure everybody's scrambling to get that all done now. Uh, but I'm sure we will kind of have a couple weeks after, you know, maybe maybe sometime in November there too to get a lot of tillage and a lot of those uh, kind of last last fall things to get done for the year. If you had to put a percentage on it, where are we at as far as the uh, the main two crops, uh, soybeans and corn? Yeah, um, beans are obviously a little bit ahead of uh, corn. Um, I have heard some problems with bean harvest, both with all the all the wetness we've been having. You know, those beans like to swell up and get wet um, when we get some rain. And also it sounds like, you know, just with the weird year that we've been having, uh, the soybeans, you know, their their stems are actually greening back up, and in some cases, kind of re-sprouting leaves. I've heard, which is really really weird, um, but just another weird response to what we saw this year with the drought. Um, so some, there were some uh, issues with you know the stems of the soybeans getting wrapped up in the combine and things like that. Um, but since you know the few weeks ago, and that was really an issue. Uh, beans have really taken off, and I'd say those are, you know, about 90% done. You can still find some fields here and there, definitely, um, and you get some pockets where they aren't harvested as well. Uh, I think in some cases, too, I might be seeing some fields that might not get harvested and just might be left out there for the for the crop insurance adjustment and go from there. So, uh, but yeah, beans, like I said, about 90% done, and then corn's right there probably at, all oh, 75% done. There's definitely some more corn acres out there yet to get harvested, so. It was a tough, tough year for the hay crop, but uh, some folks uh, got an unexpected surprise with uh, hay kind of rejuvenating itself late in the year. 
Yeah, it's definitely not something we would have guessed back in August, but so much warm weather and enough water to really, really get some good growth on our forages this fall. A lot of meadows getting an extra cutting. Uh, a lot of hay fields got an extra cutting. Now, back a few weeks ago, that was, you know, kind of a, a topic of discussion amongst some of us, you know, with uh, normally we say, you know, by the by October, we don't really want to be cutting alfalfa anymore because that hurts your regrowth and your stand for next year. Um, but after about this time of year, once you get a couple hard frosts, which we kind of sort of have had, and I wouldn't say really hard frost, but we've had a couple frosts, um, that alfalfa really, will really take note of that of that uh, cold weather and won't try to regrow at all at this point. So we're still seeing some hay fields getting cut right now. And that's kind of, you know, it's been a good situation for some people that are short on short on some feed for this year because um, it's definitely not, it's not something we expect to get, a, you know, hay harvest and good hay harvest this late in the year. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely been a good thing about this warm, wet fall for us. Let's talk about the yields. And I know that, um, you know, it's been such an unusual summer. So many areas had drought, and yet there were some pockets that got some timely rains, and that seems like uh, all it took to really have a spectacular year for some and a really, really terrible year for others. Yeah, it's just been, you know, it's been even spottier than I realized. I knew it was going to be spotty, but uh, there's there's more decent pockets out there than I really thought there was going to be. So um, I, I heard a report from the Cocado area a week or two ago, and it sounds like uh, people in that area are kind of getting, you know, 35 to 40 bushel beans for the most part, and then anywhere from, you know, 70 bushel corn all the way up to 170 bushel corn. So it's all over the place. And, you know, that's based on a lot of things. Did you catch those rains? Uh, soil type is obviously the biggest factor here. What was your previous crop? When did you get that crop planted? And when did it canopy to kind of shade out that ground from, you know, baking in the sun every hot 95 degree day we had this summer so um a lot of different factors leading to a lot of variation in yield um but you know so that wasn't very good in that area uh but you had in some other directions and it does get a little bit better um the irrigated stuff looked really good i was in a in a irrigated cornfield by buffalo last week and that ran about 270 bushels so you know when you had the water to water the crop things are looking pretty good um, and then a Hutchinson plot that I helped harvest a couple of weeks ago, um, just south of Hutchinson, their yields were looking way better. They were anywhere, I think 209 was the lowest one we harvested up to about 232 bushels. So things are looking really good, you know, in areas around us, I'd say for the most part, um, Wright County farmers, um, you know, we're, if you, if you take the average Wright County farmer and how this year went for them, it was well below average, but not a complete loss. Like we kind of were starting to get worried, you know, in the middle of summer when it was really getting bad there. So, Yeah, that's uh, really all over the board. It's uh, interesting to note that, um, you know, those little pockets, and I know in Wright County we had a few too that were kind of down in that southeastern corner, I think the uh, Delano area uh, and uh, just outside of Wright County and Watertown. They had a couple of, I can remember at least two or three, you know, isolated storms that, you know, the forecast called for widespread rain didn't happen, but a couple little places got it, and I think they did real well, too. Yep, definitely. You get to that southeast corner of the county, and things are definitely looking better. 
Um, you know, but then you go not even too far north, you know, you get, if you go along the kind of the, you know, that eastern border of the county moving north, things do start to look spotty again. And then you find your sand pockets around Buffalo and Monticello and things get looking pretty rough again. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just been spotty and there's random spots kind of through the middle part of the county. I'd say that got a couple showers that look just a little bit better, but it's, it's all over the place, and there's really, there's no perfect rhyme or reason from what I'm seeing out there either. So, um, what's the condition of the uh, the grains that are coming in uh, as far as dry down? Is it uh, going to be are they pretty dry coming right out of the field? Will it take a lot to get them ready? Yeah, so that's a good thing for farmers. Obviously, going to be lower propane and costs this year for drying grain. Really, there's not much drying costs here this year compared to a lot of years. Obviously, harvest starts before the grain is completely dried, so there's still, um, you know, it's got to be dried a little bit when it goes in the bin. Uh, but for the most part, people are pulling things out of the field. Well, that's kind of all over the place, too. If you get a low spot in the field, you might see your corn still sitting above 20% moisture. And if you're in a, if you're in kind of a high spot of the field, you might be down closer to 10, actually. So, um, yeah, our 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 moisture levels are kind of all over the place, but for the most part, they got some good time to dry down in the field. Our test weights are holding stronger than I expected. I thought we would have some really bad test weights this year, uh, being we didn't have any water during that critical, you know, seed fill time. Uh, but test weights are looking better than I thought. And, you know, other quality issues, um, you know, I mentioned that thing with the soybeans and the stems wrapping up. Uh, there is some moisture causing issues once in a while. And we do have a lot of weed escapes this year as well. So we're dealing with more weed seed in our grain as well because with that lack of rain, weed control was a little bit more difficult this year too. So, um, yeah, we are, we're, there are, you know, some, some concerns there still about, you know, grain storage for the winter, um, making sure we're getting our beans, our bins cleaned out, excuse me, before we're filling them back up, hopefully, uh, getting rid of any any sort of insects or pests inside those bins as well. So, um, yeah, things for the most part, though, you know, just looking at a moisture perspective, uh, definitely got to let things dry down a little bit more this year than a lot of years. Adam Austin, our guest, University of Minnesota Extension agent in the Rye County area. We're talking about the uh, fall harvest. And, Adam, before we leave that topic, let's just spend a minute uh, for those that are uh, still grinding it out here and trying to get the last of it in. Um, it probably bears repeating for uh, both uh, growers and also uh, regular motorists that uh, share the roadways this time of the year to be real safe here these next and maybe final days of harvest. Yep, yep, definitely. Just it's always worth kind of putting that PSA out there to just be patient and uh, be safe and think twice about what you're doing. Uh, definitely there's been equipment all over the roads the past couple months, and I know for some people, it might get a little old, but uh, just hang in there just a couple more weeks and we should just start to see most of that equipment get off the roads. Uh, and then we can kind of just worry about our, our ice and snow for the winter instead of some of this machinery. So definitely uh, make sure we're being safe. Um, wait for a good time to pass. It might be easy to sneak around them real quick. Uh, but, you know, in Wright County, we got we got little hills all over the place. So not trying to do something dangerous just for the sake of a few seconds is always a good idea so 
All right, let's turn our attention to next year. Uh, what do you recommend for growers or what's uh, the concerns now as far as we looking ahead to 2022? Yeah, so just, you know, it's never too early to start thinking about next year. I know a lot of farmers are probably ordering seed and stuff like that already. Uh, one thing, just make sure when you're in the combine or in the tractor, maybe, you know, doing some tilling, whatever it might be, uh, continue to scout, make notes, uh, pay attention to what's going on out there. Uh, like I just mentioned, weed escapes might be an issue next year, doing what we can to stay on top of those. Um, just any other things you might be noticing in your field as well. Uh, why does the corn look so much worse in this part of the field than in the other, that sort of stuff. Uh, and then just uh, another quick note here, you know, I'm sure farmers have heard about all the issues going on with fertilizer right now. Um, so really make sure you're thinking ahead with the fertilizer stuff this year. Uh, because we're not exactly sure how that's going to go. Um, fertilizer prices are crazy high right now, and there's also a lot of supply chain concerns as well with, I think, oh, I think a couple big factories around the world uh, have closed in the past in the past few months here. And then, uh, you know, just as far as the whole shipping and logistics thing that everybody else in the world is dealing with has been kind of a nightmare for fertilizer as well. So um, I know most farmers have probably heard about this already, but Definitely, you know, talk to your talk to your agronomist or to your you know your fertilizer rep and see what you can do to uh, kind of do a, get ahead of the game as much as you can because I think we're going to be dealing with some curveballs in that arena next spring. So that all spells uh, you know question marks for input costs for next year. Hopefully, uh, for right now, hopefully. Uh, Farmers got in on some lower diesel prices earlier in the year, and maybe uh, hopefully have enough to uh, to get through uh, the harvest time. But at some point, they got to replenish that, and that uh, makes a little bit of a question mark for next year. Mm-hmm, definitely, that's another obviously huge cost for farmers is that fuel, and that fuel just keeps going up, 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 and up. So um, you know, think about that too this winter, where you can where you can uh, minimize your costs and kind of maximize your profits is something we always want to be figuring out. So whether that means, um, you know, maybe cutting fertilizer rates next year just to save a buck there, if it makes sense, maybe we are, um, you know, maybe we're considering a lot of different things on how we can really make, make the, make the balance sheet work a little better. Maybe skip a tillage pass this fall or manure application this fall is just in the sake of, you know, saving money on fuel, that sort of stuff. So um, lots of considerations out there. Just, uh, you know, if you need to think through any of that sort of, you know, where can I afford to kind of cut corners a little bit, that's definitely a conversation I'd like to have too with farmers. So, We're talking to Adam Austin, University of Minnesota Extension agent in the uh, Wright County area. Let's shift gears here on some things that are on the calendar and up and coming uh, that uh, maybe apply to uh, other portions of the agribusiness industry and maybe just uh, other folks in general. Yeah, definitely. We got some stuff going on now this time of year. Um, Coming up on November 4th for any goat and sheep people. Uh, from 10 to noon, they're doing a webinar, you know, uh, just feeding considerations, uh, some feed stuff, considering some people are short on hay and feed this fall and winter, uh, that sort of stuff. Have some speakers there to go through some of those things. Uh, will be will be pretty great for anybody with some goats or sheep. Um, also, we have uh, the online horse certificate 
program that go that happens every winter. Uh, those are up and running. So if you are looking to get a certificate for a course, anywhere from you know growing and feeding hay, management of overweight horses, uh, some biosecurity and manure management, uh, any of that sort of stuff. There's some more. Uh, there's some more uh, categories there too. Uh, so if you're looking to get any sort of education with our with our equine stuff, uh, we definitely have that opportunity there too. Uh, and then coming up November 15th through 18th for our small farmers. Uh, I think I mentioned this last time, but it's a series we've done a few times now. It's, we call it Know to Grow. Um, basically, it'll be an online Zoom series where every day at 4 o'clock that week, we'll have a a farmer join us and talk about, you know, a topic relevant to our small farmers. So um, what we're actually going to be doing is having a cattle farmer from southeastern Minnesota with you know, a pretty unique uh, cattle operation and as well an Airbnb. So they're kind of getting into that agritourism realm a little bit. Uh, And then we'll have Becky Swenson, who's actually just from Swenson Gardens right by Howard Lake. She'll be talking about how they market their farm and their products. And then we have, you know, a conversation on food safety and how you actually put that into action on the farm. Uh, That'll be, you know, actually someone from Untides a big vegetable farm in Wright County, as well as a a smaller farmer by the name of Sarah George from a different part of the state. And then lastly, we'll be talking about, um, you know, product of the farm food loss. So, you know, if you're selling things right off your farm, what are the the legal considerations that go along with that? So that series is a really good one for for any small farmer, really. Um, We try to make it, you know, really relevant to what farmers want to know. So get a hold of me if you're interested in that series. Uh, again, that's November 15th to the 18th. And then one last thing coming up that I want to mention, um, a land rent meeting. So those are pretty popular. We get a lot of people, you know, landowners and land renters coming out to these meetings. Um, we'll be holding that November 23rd at the Wright County uh, Historical Society. So uh, coming up there, we'll be doing actually two meetings, one starting at 930 and the other starting at 130 on November 23rd. So get all the basics of what rent prices have looked like lately and then how to go about, you know, getting, getting some of those rental agreements put into place. So, um, yeah, I guess that's kind of what I have for right now, Tim. Sounds good. Next month when we talk, we'll be uh, getting on just about to Thanksgiving. And by that time we ought to know, uh, quite a bit about uh, what the uh, final harvest numbers are and, and hopefully holding out for some, some, uh, good weather in between times here. I would think the, uh, the fields are going to be pretty picked over for those that uh, have some fall uh, deer hunts or whatever. Sometimes, you know, the uh, the hunters have uh, a little trouble with the deer hiding in corn that hasn't been taken out yet. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. Yeah, not going to be much of that left, if any. So, I mean, if you got some corn in front of your deer stand, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> All right, sir. Uh, take care, and uh, thanks for the info. We'll talk again in November. All right. Thanks, Tim. Yep. There is Adam Austing, University of Minnesota Extension agent, serving our Wright County area and uh, our guest on today's Spotlight on KRWC.